0: You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit narcissismfree.com or pathbacktoself.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. Today, the topic of our podcast is why you have to love yourself to be loved by another. When I was younger, less aware, less educated, and much more dysfunctional, I used to believe I would meet someone who would come into my life and fill all the holes in my life. Where there was a lack of love, he would provide to me a lot of love. Where there was low self-confidence, he would make me feel confident. Where there was a lack of finances, he would provide for me. Where there was a lack of social life, he would include me in his. Where I was bored, he would provide entertainment and excitement. He would be the perfect complement to my lack and make me whole. How many of us have developed such a fairy tale belief system in our early life, and how many of us got married young believing we had found our happily ever after. Well, I don't know about you, but I learned the hard way. I had failed marriages and a failed love life, as my choices and partners didn't bring me what I'd hoped it would. I was always disappointed and unfulfilled in my relationships, Sometimes I was downright shocked and in disbelief when I learned who my supposed fairy tale prince really was. There were plenty of wolves in sheep's clothing, and in many of my relationships, I was Little Red Riding Hood under constant threat of the wolf. For many years of my life, I felt like a victim. I was deeply disappointed that I had not found love. And in some of my relationships, I tried so hard to get my partners to love me the way I wanted them to. But the harder I tried, the more disappointed I was. It wasn't until the relationship that inspired my work in the field of narcissistic abuse did I start to really do a deep dive into why my relationships didn't work out and why I was constantly so disappointed. The greatest deficit in my life was a lack of self-love. I was not confident in myself. I didn't really care about myself. I hadn't learned to take care of myself. I hadn't learned to provide for myself. I was waiting around for a man to do it for me. I was also very critical and judgmental of myself. I never felt I was enough. I came to realize that these deficits that I had within myself needed to be healed. Otherwise, I would continue to attract partners who used my deficits to manipulate me, or at the very least, held up a big fat mirror that reflected my lack and limitation right back at me. So began the journey of the self to the self. It was a deeply spiritual journey that involved my diving deep into my own inner self and confronting my shadow. And every stage of this journey, I attracted another player to mirror to me where I was in my journey. It was a long and deeply painful journey. My self-esteem increased. My ability to take care of myself increased. My willingness to tolerate bad behavior, manipulation and abuse decreased. And my relationships became shorter. I didn't have the results I believed I would have, which was the healthier I got, the better my relationships. My relationship partners still ended up being disappointments. I was still attracting men who were narcissistic, borderline, and incapable of emotional intimacy. But I wasn't staying in these relationships. I was no longer willing to tolerate any kind of abuse. That chapter of my life was over. Each time I ended a relationship with someone incapable of truly loving me, my self-love grew a little bit more because it was an act of self-love to say no to abuse, neglect, and manipulation. At some point, I had to ask myself, why I was still attracting narcissistic men. Even after all these years of studying narcissism, doing personal and spiritual growth work and getting myself to a place where I was really proud of myself for what I had created in my life. I had learned to identify narcissism, say no to it, go no contact after I ended my relationships, sit with the pain of loss, face my self-abandonment, and heal after the pain of narcissistic abuse. The pain never got easier to be with. It still hurt very deeply. But I knew from experience that I had what it takes to get through it and get to the other side. I knew what didn't kill me would make me stronger. At some point in the journey, I said, no more. I wasn't going to do this anymore. I was done, it was over. I wasn't going to go through one of these intensely painful breakups one more time. So what's next? What happens when you get to this point? What happens when you're finally at the finish line and there's no place left to go? I've had clients who tell me they're never going to get involved in another relationship again. Some say their heart is a stone wall and they can't let anyone else in. Some resign themselves to never fall in love again. But for me, saying no more didn't mean closing my heart to love. It was quite the opposite. It was expanding my heart to let in more love. It began by developing a greater appreciation for the love I already had in my life even if it wasn't perfect love. Even if the people in my life had their flaws, I knew I had my flaws too. I needed to practice more acceptance and less judgment for myself and others. I'd gone my entire life never finding love in the way I thought love should be. I had disappointment after disappointment. And finally, I just gave up on ever finding love In the way I expected it to show up. Love was not something that was going to fill the empty places within myself. Love was not something that was going to make me feel whole. Love didn't put me on a pedestal. It didn't cause a hunger in me or a feeling of deficit. It didn't cause me to long for someone I couldn't have. Love wasn't something that was going to make me happy. It wasn't going to make me high and keep my body flooding with those feel-good hormones all the time. I came to the realization that love was something that I had to truly find within myself. It wasn't out there. It wasn't in someone else. It was within me. And over the years, I had worked so hard to develop that love within myself. Now I just had to learn to trust it to rely on it, and to be guided by it. Love wasn't something I got from someone else. It was something I gave. It was something I nurtured from within and then shared with others. Not everyone was worth my time and energy. People who were cruel or abusive didn't deserve my time. I could still love them, but from a distance. They didn't need to be in my life. Love wasn't about having one partner who was my end-all, be-all. It was about being love itself and sharing myself with everyone in my life to the best of my ability. The more I shared, the more my heart expanded and the more love I had. It wasn't contained within having the one partner who got all my love. It was to be found in spreading my love throughout the people in my community I had taken time to develop community and foster relationships that were deep, rich, and fulfilling with men, women, old, young, straight, gay, and perfectly imperfect. I opened my home on holidays and welcomed my community to share in potlucks and music, drumming, and fellowship. My home was a sanctuary for the soul. It was a place I felt nurtured It was a place I could bask in my self-love. I would take off in my camper every summer and explore the world, flying solo, spending incredible amounts of time in solitude. There were moments of loneliness, but the loneliness would give away to more solitude. I learned to really be alone and love it and crave it. I had created a life I loved. I didn't need anyone outside of myself to tell me I was enough, or that I was worthy, or that I mattered. I knew deep within that I was enough, and the people in my life reflected this back to me. Things are changing somewhat because I've been spending more and more time with a man in my community who has been in my life for eight years, and who's been coming to the potlucks and been part of my life. Over the years, we've traveled together, hiked together, and had long talks about life. There was never a huge attraction for me. He was a nice guy in my community who I had a lot in common with. And over the years, we always sat together at the weekly potlucks another community member hosted. It felt more like we were best friends. He met up with me during my summer trip in both Utah and the Oregon coast, and we played together did some hiking, and made plant-based meals in my camper. The past fall, we decided we were going to try our hand at a committed relationship, and instantly it began to feel like we were an old married couple rather than newlyweds. We had the history and the security of a couple that had been together for a very long time. So the irony is I got to have the security of a long-term relationship without having been a couple for a long time. It was stable, it was reliable, it was dependable. People in my community were thrilled for us. We never announced it, people just figured it out. And the reason people in my community were thrilled is because we're both really good people and we both deserved to be in a relationship with a really good person. We have no plans to live together or get married or anything. We're just having the experience of being in a committed relationship. We're living in the moment, not the past and not the future, but now. Out of my understanding that love is not something we get, but something we give, I began focusing on just being a loving person and giving that love to others. I practiced more forgiveness, more acceptance, more gratitude, and more appreciation, and the result was a life filled with love. If we don't cultivate that love within ourselves, we will forever be trying to get it from out there, trying to get others to see us, to understand us, to accept us, value us, and ultimately love us but it isn't until we can do those things for ourselves that life really changes. The love we find out there is just a reflection of what is going on inside ourselves. So if we're lonely, isolated, and displeased with our life and our relationships, we have work to do within ourselves. We need to get to a place where we know we're enough, that we are worthy, that we are lovable, and that we do matter. Our life is important. We have purpose. The love we've been seeking is already here. We don't have to look anymore. It lies within us. We can stop trying to find it out there and instead start giving it away, not in a codependent way where we're trying to get approval and acceptance from others, but in a way where we get to experience the joy of giving and sharing. I hope that this has been helpful for you on your path to self-love. If you would like to communicate with me in any way, you can contact me through my website at narcissismfree.com and there you can also schedule a one-on-one session with me or check out my books and audio hypnosis downloads. Have a great day and I will see you in the next podcast.